ESPN. The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Cover your assets. I have a intriguing show today. Going to tick some people off. I hope so. I really hope so. Uh, as a guy who's a little bit older uh, and has been around for a long time and grew up on a farm, you're going to hear a lot about that. Um, I have watched each successive generation, to me at least, seemingly raise less capable and weaker and weaker children as we have gone along. I, 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 I don't think that anybody consciously wants to do this, but I think that it is, it has become something that is so frustrating in especially, especially in areas where uh, we're looking for young people uh, to be, you know, immersed into the work, force. And, you know, today we even, the people that we consider capable by standards of years ago would never have even, would never be capable because the reality is that most of the people whom you might say, and as I say, as I talk about this, look, many of you who are listening to this are the very products of the people I'm talking about or are those people. So don't look around at other people because it's probably you. Uh, but the people that we think that are capable in our society, many are not. Uh, I, I have had, you know, recently we just had our kitchen remodeled. And the, the folks who do the work, um, and not all of them, some of them are, are frankly, the ones that are older, are, are just more capable. And I don't mean because they're more experienced. And you're going to hear part of the reason why. But, you know, for a lot of that, even those who are who, who go to the trade schools as opposed to college and are trained for a lot of them prior to going to trade school, they didn't know which end of a screwdriver to use. They had no idea that came from families who didn't even have, uh, you know, tools, had no tools, or maybe they had some stupid little, you know, a, a crescent wrench, a pliers and a, and a Phillips and standard screwdriver along with a hammer and a saw. That was their, that was their toolbox. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. And they have no idea how to do anything. Uh, nobody plays with Lincoln logs or, uh, erector sets or, I mean, they, they do. Maybe you'll say, oh, I did. Well, if you did, I can tell you in today's world, you're rarely, really unique. So today's show, the title is, are you, are we raising wimps or capable human beings? That's it. Are we raising wimps? Are you raising wimps? You parents, you employers, are you, are you engendering these people 
in such a way that they have what what little they do know is makes them utterly incapable in in almost every area other than you know other than knowing how to, how to go to a computer and turn on the computer and surf the internet what what do you know how to do um, so we're that's that's what the show's about and so let's delve into it first I want to say that the less capable you are the more dependent you are should I say that again? <laughs> The less capable you are, the more dependent you are. So the point is, stop helping your children. You are hurting them. The only person who feels good about helping is you. Is it, do you just want to make sure that they love you and don't forget you? Is that, is that why you do everything for them? I mean, does anyone feel good or proud about the fact that they need help with everything? Is that, is that, is that, oh, I need a, oh, I'm so sorry you can't overcome your challenges by yourself. Let me help you. <laughs> My reaction would be, get away from me. I will be just fine. Um, and look, it's not that there haven't been times in my own life, my own personal life, when I needed help, nor that I didn't appreciate it greatly. And I, and I do. I mean, I, there were times, you know, it, I think it's times in everybody's help where you ge- generally, uh, you genuinely need help and it's appreciated. Uh, but the reality is that, at least for me, I detested the simple fact that I was in such a weak position that I needed help in the first place. I don't want help. If I, if I need help, that sucks. I mean, I, I don't want to be in that sad, sack, pathetic, weak position where people have to help me. But apparently for a lot of people, that's just been okay. That's become okay. That's not the, the America I grew up in. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the idea that, uh, that you were so weak that you needed help, it was a virtue to say, I don't, I didn't get help from anybody. I don't need anybody's help. You know, I don't take government assistance. I don't take any form of assistance whatsoever. Um, those were virtuous things to be said. And I think they still are. I think they still are. But as you listen to me, do you feel that way personally? Has society changed in their reaction to that? You tell I mean, me. I hear someone say that uh, in the context of being a business owner, and I think... You're being dumb. You're leaving money on the table. Explain. Give me a little more. Well, I mean, you say it's virtuous for someone to not take, say, government assistance or whatever. But like that could just as easily be saying, I didn't sign up for these programs that, you know, help my business grow faster by literally providing money, wealth, opportunity, etc. So, look, you know, I I think what, what you bring up is when you're purely looking at trying to make money, I, I can't disagree with that. But here's the thing I'll bring you back to. Whenever you start taking money or or anything, help in any way, you become dependent upon it. You know, I grew up on a farm, as you already heard me say, and farm subsidies have become uh, the word of the day. And the reality is in today's farming world, if not for subsidies, I think I, think I read recently in the Farm Journal, this is true, that something in the range of 70 to 90% of the profits that farmers make are government subsidy money. That is depressing. That is depressing. Now, 
do I think that uh, when you become dependent upon that, you start voting in that direction because without those subsidies, you no longer can make it because you become so dependent upon it. Well, I mean, farm subsidies are a really complicated topic because it has to do with international trade more than anything. And the fact that we're competing on a global marketplace where food comes in from other countries that pay very differently labor and market rates. And so you have to compete on that level. But that's just it. If someone said, well, I don't take any of those subsidies, uh, any farmer is going to look at them and kind of go, okay, I, I understand why you'd want to do that, but you understand that you're, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. No doubt. But does it change the fact that when people take things, they become dependent upon them? Does no, you're absolutely that? right about that. Yeah. And so that's the point. So do should we detest the idea that we need help? And the answer, I think, should be yes. We don't want to take any more help than we absolutely need. I don't want people to fail. I want them to survive. In fact, I want them to thrive. But I think that when you become dependent upon help, then you 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 make people weak. You make them more dependent. And all of a sudden, the world completely changes. So, you know, as I say... Uh, in my own personal life, I detest the fact that I'm in a weakened position to need help. And anything that anyone else can do, I believe that, you know, you give me a little time and I'll do it as well or better than anybody else. The fact that somebody's better at something is because they have more experience. But as a, as a, 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 a belief in oneself, capable capability, you must be a person who believes that Given time, you can do anything, and whatever someone else can do, you can do as well or better. When you come to the conclusion that that's not true, they're here again. You become dependent upon people. And this is, to me, this is personal pride. And in my mind, it's what it used to mean to be an American. And maybe maybe that's a dream world. I don't know. But <laughs> I'll give you some examples of some of the things that I did uh, and you think about it with your own kids. So when my kids were little, I'd pull up to the driveway with my hand in the air and I pretend I was pushing a make-believe garage door opener. That was my son's cues to get out and open the garage door. <laughs> and this uh, affordability of a garage door opener had nothing to do with it. My sons would say, why can't we drive our car through the car wash like everybody else? Why do my brother and I always have to pump gas? Why can't we get a lawn service, a snowblower, a riding lawnmower? Why do we need to wash dishes by hand instead of using our dishwasher like everyone else? And I'm telling you, if I had young kids today, I would make them do all that stuff because You have to learn how to do physical work. I don't care what's happened in the world. I mean, what are we all going to do? Be like the Matrix, hooked up to stuff and just be, you know, incapable of doing anything physically and everything's just going to be mental and we're just going to, you know, play video games in our minds? What What's going on? So... Because when when you be when you're capable of doing physical work, I think you become more capable adults. And so much value is derived by developing human beings through the struggle of pure, just bottom buck, bust ass physical labor. It is a good thing. 
uh, physical things help you do mental things. They, they, the idea that you finish what you start, the idea that you are, you are a hard worker. You do, you are get done, get things done kind of person. You are given a task and you get it done. You're a doer. These are things that I, I would think everyone wants their children as they become adults to come away with, I would think. So the actual doing of things is so important. And my question is, why do we rob our children of the confidence and self-esteem that they would otherwise have developed? Because we are constantly feeding them rather than teaching them how to fish. And so I'm saying to those of you who are out there, uh, if you want to create self-starters, you know, kids who are, who, you know, who are that anything anybody else can do, I can do better. And this isn't some arrogant, uh, you know, mentality. It's just a very confident, capable, can-do attitude. And, and not only does it engender a can-do attitude, it's also when you do physical work, it, it's, it's going to teach them humility, empathy, teamwork, self-esteem, and of course the confidence and the belief in themselves. So again, I'm going to say, which of these virtues do you not want your children to have? And maybe if you're somebody who manages other people, isn't that exactly what you're trying to teach your subordinates or your employees if you have a company? Isn't that exactly what you want? But if you keep doing everything for everybody, kids, subordinates, what have you, you stunt people's growth in every one of the areas that I just talked about. And so, obviously, the same thing goes for your employees and your subordinates. And this, 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 you know, being that way manifests itself. In the, and this is, you'll hear this all the time in today's, in today's small business world. I'll only speak to that because that's something that I'm close to and understand. You, you hear a lot of people saying, if you want something done right, you just got to do it yourself. And I understand why people say it. I, I do. But the reality is, if you want to be doing something forever, never teach anyone else how to do it. And then you have to stand back knowing that they might screw it up. And you have to be okay with that because that's the only way anybody ever learns anything. So you got to stop helping so much and you got to start letting people do things. I mean, I, I drive through my neighborhood and I don't know when the last time was. I, in fact, I don't even, I, I don't know. I really don't know when the last time was that I drove through my neighborhood and I saw two young kids mowing their parents' lawn at the same time, meaning two houses where the, where some teenage kid or 12, 13, 15-year-old kid was mowing the lawn. And if I drove around the rest of the neighborhood, I'm not sure I could find another one at the same time on a weekend day like today, Saturday. That is inconceivable. What is up with that? Nobody washes their cars. Nobody changes their oil. Nobody washes their dishes. Nobody scrubs the toilets other than mom or dad. What, what is up? You want to find reasons. You want to find opportunities for your kids to work. That's your goal is to find ways to teach them work. 
the, you know, the, the best thing in the world, the best place in the world to raise children is either one on a farm. And, and look, farming has become so mechanized today. They, they get in the tractor, they push the buttons on the computer and, and that determines the path that they're going to drive. <laughs> they literally sit and watch TV or listen to podcasts. So even that. But, you know, when when you have animals, when you're when you're bailing hay and things like this, the, the point I'm, I'm making is that when you bring up kids in this environment, you raise really good kids, hardworking kids who respect their parents. They work alongside of them. They they have empathy. They are all these things. And if you have a small business and your kids work in that small business from a young age, you literally have a benefit that others do not have to be able to teach those kids how to be hard workers and and teach them the value of that. But for all of the others who don't have that, all the parents who are bringing up children who don't have that, those parents actually have to look for opportunities to give those kids physical work, clean your room, make your bed, all of those things, personal pride in everything that you do. You got to actually teach them how to do that. And so the way you do that is through the physical doing of it. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about, are you raising whips? We'll be right back. Are you out with JL and financials retirement checklist? If you could check all the boxes on the list, you may be ready for retirement. If not, J. Allen Financial can help. Get this checklist now at rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. J. Allen Financial offers insurance services. Investing involves risk. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and J. Allen Financial are not affiliated companies. If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say. In the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, Dean and Lou, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy. And then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world, and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation, or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-559. 3800. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664. Or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. 
Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, folks. Are you raising wimps? So, you know, this was a little bit of a rant that I wrote one day. I wrote this stuff, some of this stuff down because I was frustrated. And I literally, I think, I think I've had it for like six months and I've never done anything with it. I never posted it on social media and I never did a, a show on it. But, you know, I'm sure pieces of this have come out in many other shows or things that I've done because it's right there, right under the surface. Uh, so, you know, if you listen to what I said uh, previously, uh, remember that, you know, if you truly love and care for your children or anyone else for that matter, you do not concern yourself with what is easiest for them. So, you know, hovering over people, helping them. Don't concern yourself with what's easiest for them, but rather what is best for them. I mean, if you really love your kids, you love them. You love, oh, I love my kids. I, I die for them. I'll do anything for them. Yeah? Well, then don't do what's easiest makes it easiest for them. Do what is best for them. And teaching them to be capable human beings is what is best for them. That's it. It's that simple. Stop cleaning their room for them. Stop making their beds for them. Stop washing and drying their clothes and folding their clothes for them. They can do it. Come on. Oh, they have to go to school and do homework. Give me a break. In what every generation before this, their kids went to school too, did homework and did all those things. They had, you know, these things called chores. I don't mean taking out the garbage that takes 30 seconds. I mean, actual work, real work. <clears throat> you know, I, I said earlier, I grew up on a farm. I was feeding and taking care of, of cattle. You know, oh, dangerous animals. Oh, my. When I was in elementary school and my farm kid friends were operating and driving big machinery. All of us were before we could reach the pedals and see out the windshield at the same time. And and we didn't die and we didn't die. Um, I, I worked with with with. You know, I, I I was and look, nothing I'm saying is unique to me because every every farm kid that I grew up with would cite the exact same things. But I was tearing down and rebuilding engines on large equipment, you know, big trucks and tractors. You know, and I don't mean the little garden tractors that you people have. I mean, big freaking machinery when I was 10 years old and it was not a game. Everybody knew how to use a settling uh, welder and a cutting torch. Everybody. On the farm, I mean, like 12 years old, there was an arc welder in everybody's pickup. And so all of my friends, I mean, by the time I, you know, we went to, you know, by the time we were in high school, um, you know, we all, we had welding class and all the classes I'll talk about that we don't have anymore today. But hey, man, by the time we were 12 years old, everybody was a proficient welder. How many of you listening to this know how to weld anything? How many welding and machine shops exist anymore? Now, I understand that's just a product of the times. I understand that. But these are physical things that people just have no concept of how to do. <clears throat> so, and, 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 and to go back to that, what did ever happen to shop class, to small engines, to auto mechanics, auto, I mean, today you get a, a weed whacker or a blower or a lawnmower. People don't change oil on it. All they know how to do is, I mean, they do this in their cars. I mean, I, I, 
talk to the people at the dealerships who tell me that they don't even change oil on their cars. So they, they, they'll, they'll lease their car for three years. And for three years, all they'll do is, is, is go to the dealership and add oil <laughs> and, not, and not change oil. It's insane. But whatever happened to shop class and small engines and auto mechanics, auto body class, home ec, you know, sewing and cooking. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, it's, and, you know, at what point did it become fashionable? For people, I watch folks on uh, you know the YouTube and whatnot, and especially the stars, cribs, and all this. At what point did it become prideful and fashionable to say, "I don't know how to cook"? You pathetic wimp! You don't know how to cook? Seriously, what is it about being so incapable that you can't cook that you have to be proud of? How pathetic are you? You can't cook. The only thing that goes into your refrigerator is the leftovers from when you went out to eat. What, uh, how pathetic is this? You know, and and then people buy these expensive uh, appliances, but they don't even know how to use them. I mean, the only thing they know how to do is make grilled cheese and and peanut butter toast. How pathetic. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Am I wrong? And if people can't do the little things well, and I mean with pride. I mean, because everything you do, I know you've heard me say this before, everything that you do and the way that you go about doing it, right down to the way that you sign your name, should be your stamp on the world. You should do it with personal pride. You're proud of it. When you look back at the way you sign your name and the letters that you write, are you proud of it? Has anybody told you that you should be proud of it? Has anybody told you that you should inject personal pride into everything that you do? Are you teaching your children this? Or are you raising kids who don't even have a clue what I'm talking about? So, <clears throat> forgive me, but, you know, I, I, I just, I don't get it. I mean, and I've, we've watched, I've watched it happen over and over again. <clears throat> As a kid, I worked alongside my family. And there were great expectations imposed and expected of myself and others in my family at a very young age. Um, I watched my family work alongside of me, sweat, bleed in the heat of the sun. We learned teamwork because we, we, you know, we don't want to let anybody down. I mean, that's a military. We don't want to let anybody down. You know, people, you know, you'll hear folks who, who serve in the military, especially in, in combat situations, and they'll tell you their primary reason for doing the extreme and amazing and wonderful things that they do is because they don't, they, they care so much for each other, they don't want to let each other down. What a wonderful thing to teach people. Now, I certainly am not making the point that you need to go into combat and with the potential for dying, or at least not everybody should be doing that, but the 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 sentiment nevertheless of learning that it matters that you're you're part of the of of the team you don't want to let anybody down that's so important and so valuable and so and and, and you know the the other thing is nobody worried when you went to work for your family nobody nobody went into your room in the morning to wake you up and said how are you feeling today do you think you might want to go out and, and, and work with us today? I mean, are, is this something that you enjoy doing? Do you, uh, if you do this, will you feel fulfilled and passionate about it? 
<laughs> Give me a break. Get to work. We're burning daylight. Come on. Get your rear end out of bed. That is a good thing. We need more of it. We need more of it. And if the first time that a kid is ever have the, has this imposed upon them is when they go to the military, it's no wonder our military is so becoming so pathetic. Give me a break. <laughs> Let's take another break. We'll be right back. I'm having so much fun ranting today, I can't even tell you. We'll be right back. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience 
and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. <sighs> Days gone by, I guess. I guess. What, uh, you know, I think about this, it's like, to me, it's like, like, it's my America, it's apple pie, you know, God, family, country kind of thing. And, uh, and it's, it's just, uh, the world is different. Um, how many of you remember, how many of you played King of Hill, King of the Hill? <laughs> I mean, we're talking about brutal stuff here, right? King of the Hill this big, big hill. Maybe it's dirt, maybe it's snow, whatever. And you're, you're what you got, you know, 10, 15 people and everybody's trying to get to the top of the hill and throw everybody off. <laughs> and then when you get to the top, then people are throwing you off. It's awesome. How about battle ball where you blast people, blast them in the head? What about dirt clod fights? You know, how many of you can remember dirt clod fights? You know, every time you had dirt clod fights, you know, dirt. Somebody get hit in the face, you know, and have a bloody nose, black eye. Yeah, man, just part of the deal. Huh? Tackle football in somebody's backyard. When there was tackle football, no pads, of course. When didn't somebody go home with a, you know, black eye, you know, broken something or some something happening? As an insurance professional, the loss of all these things is uh, definitely a positive. Oh, no, no, no. See, you're that young, wimpy group. I can't handle it. I love hard, beat, tough things. I love it. The fact that people got beaten up. You know, I I went over to Jaglo's house. Their old man had boxing gloves, and we beat the crap out of each other in the backyard. And we weren't the only ones. Everybody did this. It was awesome. Everybody. That's why when I say even the wimpy kids were tough, because everybody was. And and we as a country were more so at that time. I, I'm, I'm not interested. You know, today, I mean, it was nothing for somebody's other, uh, your friend's parents, if you did something wrong, to light you up. And nobody's other parents got bent out of shape or or, or initiated a lawsuit over it. It was just a part of life, and it was good. It was good. <clears throat> I, 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 uh, people were tougher and people were more capable and they're not today. And it's obvious. So, <clears throat> you know, uh, in, in a lot of these situations, you know, when you, <clears throat> when, when, when you're, I, I should also say this, the, the childhood friends that I tell you, I, we grew up with. Because they grew up in that environment, and and you know I'm now talking more about the work side of it, but those kids who went on to college, there there were after after college, the the corporations line up to find people like this because they are capable because they are self starters. Corporations know 
that kids from small towns who grew up on farms who go on and get an education are just incredible workers. I mean, there's no question about that. That's true. Um, and is it, you know, it's not any wonder that they're looking, that everybody's looking for these kids. So, you know, when you think about doing what's best for your kids, this is kind of what I'm trying to say. And I'm not saying that all of those things are good. And Evan, of course, is right. People breaking their arms and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yes, he's, he's right. But you know, it wasn't that bad. And we all did live. I mean, maybe some of us didn't. Maybe some of us didn't, but, uh, you know, capable, capable people in this country, I think today are so rare as to become an endangered species. I think that they're, it's, it's just, it's just not a thing anymore. And, and, uh, you know, I, I watch people in my neighborhood, especially, you know, I, I live in a, in a suburb. And so you'll see young people who, who maybe probably, probably were in an urban setting and maybe now are having kids. So they want to, you know, they go out to the suburbs. Sometimes, sometimes they don't. Uh, and then, you know, they move into this house and you'll watch, I'll watch them across the street and I'll see them, you know, trying to sweep their driveway or their garage. And you should see what the, the broom in the hand it looks like it's a foreign object that they've never touched before. They have no idea how to even sweep. They have no idea how to do anything. The point I made earlier about having, you know, having a toolbox, uh, I mean, it's a silly, it's a silly toolbox. It's not even real. It's like they've got this little itty bitty hammer that you couldn't do anything with. They've got a screwdriver, maybe a crescent wrench, but God forbid, don't ever ask them how to use it because they don't know how to use any of it. It's something, some little thing, you know, that they stick in the back of their car if there's a snowstorm or something. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it, it it is sad. And so I'm telling you, every opportunity you get to teach your kids how to do these things and how to be capable, how to, how to figure it out on their own. You know, they're not going to die. They're not going to get hurt. And the, the fact that, that they are put in a situation where they get to figure something out and then do a good job. And then you tell them what a great job they did and they beam with pride. Oh man, the lesson in there is invaluable. And we got to get back to that, parents. We got to get back to that. It's, it's, it's such a powerful, powerful thing. So um, the the uh, business world calls these people self starters, and I think it begins at home. Do you agree? Do you agree that it, that it, it should begin at home? And I do really ask the question: Why am I am I wrong? Am I maybe I'm wrong? Uh, Evan, do they have those classes that I described in school anymore? Or do they just not exist anymore? It depends on the school, but yes, sometimes. Yes, sometimes they do or sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do. Okay. Um, home ec has largely died off like broadly in the curriculum. But like, you know, I worked for St. Paul Public Schools for a few years and um, the schools that I worked at, one of them had a auto auto like shop, no, no, no body work, just maintenance work class as an elective, which, you know, is, I would say rare these days, but it still exists in the middle school that I worked at or one of them, um, had a cooking class. It wasn't like a more broad home ec, but it did include a part of the curriculum was cooking stuff. Oh, I love it. I love it. Do you think it still exists? Uh, yeah, as far as I know. Oh, that's a good thing. Oh, that's a good thing. That said, guys, 
could be taught at home too. If your school doesn't teach your kids these things, could be taught at home. And, you know, take take an interest in the things that they do. Look for opportunities to compliment. I tell a lot of my business clients, when you're trying to uh, make a point to do something in a certain way or to uh, to direct someone into a particular area, look for opportunities to compliment people for doing those things. I mean, you're looking, you're searching for an opportunity to see them doing something in the direction that you want them to do it and then don't miss the opportunity to compliment them on that because you want them to do more of it and to become better at it. And when you compliment them and you notice it, not in a general sense, way, yeah, you did a great job. On what? Be specific. Be specific. I saw that you did this thing in this way. I watched you do it. Man, you really did a great job. Those things are so meaningful to other human beings and they will cause a person to want to become better at it They'll take pride in it. It'll become their thing. So if you can put your child in a situation where even with something as simple as they clean their room, man, I'll tell you what, I notice how how meticulous you keep your room. You are really that type of person, aren't you? You really are. You really are. You really take pride in that, don't you? Wow. And what do you think happens then? They smile, they beam, and man, how do they let that ball down now, right? Um, my son and I were just talking because my son is considering starting a business. We found this amazing product, and I probably don't need to tell you that I take great pride in my lawn. <laughs> I mow it in three directions every time, and I mow it twice a week. I mow it on Thursdays, and I mow it on Sundays. Every week, just like my haircuts on the first Saturday and the, and the third Saturday of every month. Everything is consistent, folks. So I take great pride in that. We were talking about that. And he says, you know, Dad, not everybody takes pride in their lawn the way you do. And I said, but there are people who do. And so imagine this, Aaron. If you have the nicest lawn in the neighborhood and everybody knows that you have the nicest lawn in the neighborhood and they compliment you on that, tell me something. When does it become okay for you not to want to have the nicest lawn in the neighborhood? See, so now once you've established this standard, you can't, that person can't let it down because it's become a part of who they are, a part of, of their DNA, their self-esteem, right? That's what we're trying to accomplish with people. And boy, oh boy, when, when they have that personal pride in one area, it translates it everything else and it is an amazing thing to behold just amazing let's take another break we'll be right back are you raising wimps <laughs> i love it be right hi back. i'm kimberly naibo with the kimberly naibo insurance agency serving the community for over 27 years people tend to be most concerned with price that is of course until something goes wrong then the only thing they care about is their coverage my experience enables me to uncover every available discount I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Social Security, you spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of it? Jim Baer and his team at JL and Financial can show you ways to do that 
with their free Social Security report. Download your copy today at rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. J. Allen Financial offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and J. Allen Financial are not affiliated companies. J. Allen Financial is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or governmental agency. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years experience in this highly specialized field and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly and most importantly help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download financial Crisis Bible or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, folks. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> today's world has become uh, such that, that uh, I, I, you know, and I don't know, it, maybe... Maybe it is that there's a segment of our population who just really looks down on anybody who has to do physical work. I mean, they feel sorry for them. Um, don't feel sorry for people who do physical work. They're some of the happiest people there are. Um, they're, they are fulfilled. They, they begin a day, they do a thing, and when the day is over, they can look upon the things that they did and they can see progress. And human beings need to see progress. And I, I can tell you that... Uh, having done physical work uh, th- throughout my life, and I think back on, on my younger years, best years of my life, um, being at the end of a day, sun was going down and we were spent. I mean, we were exhausted and we felt like a million bucks. It was a good thing. That physical work was a good thing. It was, uh, you know, I don't know, endorphins like like running. I mean, it's just... Having having the belief that you could do anything and giving giving uh, your kids something to do, even though they don't know how to do it, you can give them pointers. You can give them pointers, but let them figure it out on their own. That's that's how they develop. And when they get stuck, that's okay. Don't be so. Be a little more reluctant to jump in and fix and help. I mean, more often than not. You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you. It's like you're, it, yeah, I made the joke, but I know it's true. You're afraid they're going to forget you and you want them to say, my mom and dad were always there for me. Well, let's, I hate to tell you, but that's not a good thing. You know, when you tell your kids, 
don't, honey, don't worry. You I want we want you to know that if you're ever really in trouble, you know you can always come to mom and dad. What a crutch. So really, I never really have to worry about anything because if things really get bad, I can always just go to mom and dad and they'll fix everything for me. Do you, how many, have any of you ever heard me tell the story of when I'm out in the field, 10 miles away from the farm, no cell phone, and you got to figure it out. Either you're going to walk home or you're going to fix the piece of equipment and get back to work. Wow. Nobody's coming to help. Nobody's coming to help. Remember the, the story about Robinson Crusoe burned the boats? Nowhere to go. We're not going home. That's it. Make it happen. Make it so. These are the the pinnacles of of the way people in the past years gone by have learned because they've been forced into it. And as a result, they respond and they step up. But if people are never given or forced, maybe that's a better word, forced to step up, they won't. Why would they? They don't need to. And as something's lost when you take that away. Something is lost when you take that away. Uh, the the basic tasks that everyone used to do, now we now we pay people to do it. And, and frankly, the people we pay to do it many times, sometimes I'm wrong, sometimes people do have amazing pride. Sometimes you, I, I, you have young people who are just amazing. I, I, uh, I just told you we redid our kitchen. We had a young man by the name of Tyler who did our who did our tile. This young man is flat out amazing. I mean, he's a craftsman. He's amazing. This guy works on multi-million dollar houses. He's, he's learned from older people who are craftsmen and he takes great pride in what he does. He has a working machine. He walks in and he just goes. And I'm telling you, he's rare. <laughs> but he is a gem. He is a gem. And you know, this guy, um, he, he, there's, I, I, I watch him and I think, what if it, whatever it was you taught him to do, if he went at it with that same attitude, what couldn't he do? He's capable. Guy's amazing. So that's, that's what we're all looking for. I think back on the years that I did those apparently horrible things to my children because you should know that many of the parents that my kids went to school with who knew me or knew my wife and I and knew our sons, they thought I was just a horrible parent because I because I was that way. And now, you know, my, my oldest son, when he has things that he needs to do around the house, I really, on some level, I want him to ask my help, I guess. I do. But... But he doesn't. He doesn't. He watches you. He fixed his. He fi- he tore apart their dishwasher. I mean, tore it apart and fixed it, rebuilt it, bought parts and rebuilt it. And as much as I would have loved for him to have called me and said, "Come over and and help me," or "What do I do?" I was so proud of the fact that he didn't do that. I was so proud of the fact that afterwards, his wife. And he told me with pride how he just tore it apart and did it on his own. And I'm telling you, man, I, I don't know. I don't know what 
what what I could have heard. And I mean, it's not the only thing. There's been other things along the way, but just the fact that 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 I feel like I've succeeded because I've raised someone. I've raised my sons that way. I I don't know. And again, is this am I out of touch with the world, or do you, would you feel that way as well as a parent? Um, as if, if you're not a parent, do you wish your parents had done that for you? If you do have children, are you going to try to teach them that? Given that maybe maybe you didn't have that, because there's been generation upon generation that seemingly have become who have who have helped, helped, helped to a point where their kids don't know how to do anything. And you might be a product of that, you know? And I think that began, good Lord, you know, probably, I don't know what, 30s, 40s, 50s, where the idea was that you wanted your child to have a better life than you. When when life was really hard, you know, when life was hard. And so your 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 dream, your goal was that you, your your child would get a good job, a good career, maybe go to college. It was much more rare. And then... If they did, they they would exceed your station in life. They would go beyond you. And that was your dream. And you wanted to help them accomplish that. But the help part started to cross over too far and started to do everything for them. And now, at this point, generations of this, people don't know how to do anything anymore. And I'm sure it, it's not just that. I'm sure Evan would say it's, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the age that we're in. And I can't disagree. It, it is, I'm sure. But, but again, something is lost here. And I think that, that as a parent, you want to teach your kids how to be capable. I mean, you know, if, if, the, if the tire goes flat and you pull over on the side of the road, um, I, I don't know, you know, Sit in your truck car. Don't get out. You're going to get hit by another car. Just call a tow truck and that's where you're safe. Okay. Yeah. But how many people even, even attempt to change the tire on their car? <laughs> how many people do? Um, uh, how many people know how to do anything on their car? I mean, other than driving your car through the car washer, driving it to the mechanic or the dealership, how many of you know how to do anything on a car? If, if, if you have a plumbing issue, do you, do you attempt to tackle that on your own? And even if you try it and you fail, I'm proud of you. Uh, that, that makes, that changes my perception. If, if you have the, the, the confidence to give it a try, that's awesome. That's just fantastic because you become more as a human being and everybody who is watching you sees that and they benefit as well. And then when you work physically, it absolutely does teach you teamwork. It absolutely does teach you empathy. It does teach you all the things that everybody would, would in a, in a company, a, a thriving company where every piece of the machine is, is, you know, hitting top dead center and running like an orchestra, a well oiled machine. We're looking for everybody who can, who can fit into that and be successful. And, and or those who want to start their own thing. They've got the confidence to start their own thing. Um, the, the, uh, metaphor that I use all the time is the, is the, in fact, I had two, uh, three folks in my office on Friday. And, uh, one of them was talking about they own commercial properties and maybe they're going to put their kid to work mowing. 
and they asked me if they should have a business structure. And I said, absolutely. Because why? Because the kid, not just mows lawns, learns about how to create a business structure and why you might want to have an LLC as opposed to an S corporation and the accounting and the banking and the customer service and the sales, all the things that someone should learn, they can learn in this little small business that that could be taught, you know, mowing the neighbor's lawn that could be taught on a Kool-Aid stand. That's taught by having a paper route. I don't even know paper routes exist anymore. Don't save your kids. Don't raise whips. Let's make America great again. (laughs) I'll be right back. We're done, aren't we? We're done. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. You're listening to 1500 ESPN on KSTPAM 1500 and 94.5 HD2 Minneapolis St. Paul. This is SportsCenter.